This episode is brought to you by Retreat Yourself. Use the code someWouldSay20 for 20% off seasonal or single boxes. Today we talk with Instagram's favorite yogi and content creator, Siana Elise. We discover how depression led her to a love of yoga, how she organically grew her incredible following, what it takes to be a yoga teacher, and we also touch on her loving relationship with Sky Bear. You'll be smiling ear to ear listening to this happy ray of sunshine. Hello, Sienna. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Are you kidding me? That intro makes me want to dance. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Oh, to this day, everyone's just like comment, commenting on the intro. We're like, we're here for it. Please just give yeah. us more compliments about it. <laughs> That's a vibe. It's a big vibe. <laughs> Thank you. We're very proud. Um, a question that we'll, we'll start with that we ask all our guests is if we were to take you on a night out, what is your DJ song request and why and what would we order you to drink? Um, I am an actual grandma, as in, like, you probably couldn't pay me to go out. <laughs> I must sleep at, like, 9 p.m. I don't like alcohol or drinking and the idea of, like, being in that kind of overwhelming social space to me is just, like, a big no-no. Yeah, I'd probably right. fall asleep underneath the DJ booth. I've done that <laughs> once before as a designated driver. Um, and I try to order cups of tea like yeah. hot tea and they just they look at me like they're the most confused people ever so what? Um, that's probably a really no <laughs> no answer. no we love it we we've interviewed like a few naturopaths and like dr libby and stuff and we always think like should we ask this to these type of people but we're like no nah, we're gonna ask it to everyone because everyone's like answer yeah is what we want to hear you know everyone's different and we yeah. got your answer it's yeah. a cup of tea like that's your answer that's yeah. what we order you on a night out so good the response that I've, that I've gotten in the past is that they're like oh, we're not allowed to serve anything like hot and I was like what like they were like we don't even have access to boiling water I was like at the back and they were like yeah we have it at the back but we can't give it to you and I was like okay that's... can you just give me like a cup of hot water then and they're like yeah we can do that and I was like <laughs> Oh, wow. Wow. There you so, go. I'm curious, like, do you, do you not drink at all or you just like drink once in a blue moon or what's your story in that, in that department? I don't really have a drink. No, I never have. Like, it's not like I, yeah, it's not like I'm in like rehab or anything like no, that. No, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. I, yeah, just never enjoyed it. Well, I think a lot of people assume that. They're like, mm. oh, like. Mm. There's, there's a story. A, there's a meme it's like. It, it talks about mayonnaise in replacement of like drinking. It's like, yeah. oh, you don't like mayonnaise? Were you like addicted to mayonnaise? Like, <laughs> <laughs> are you triggered by me asking about mayonnaise? I'm like, no, it's just, yeah. No, I no, just never yeah. really enjoyed the social side of it. It is, it is yeah. rare and that's why I'm so like curious and, and like good for you. I mean, no wonder you look so youthful and, and beautiful. It's like no alcohol. That's the secret, right? Yeah, yeah. totally. And all the yoga. <laughs> Probably, probably more so that. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of, for those who don't know you, and I'm sure everyone listening probably does know you, but can you tell us a little bit about yourself and who Sienna is? 
Well, I'm Sienna. You can call me SJ. Uh, a lot of my friends do. Thank God. That's um, much easier to remember. It's hard to say, right? Yeah. You did a really good job though. Yes. Oh, thank you. It was your website, actually, your pronunciation. I was like, oh, thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah don't want to fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> no, you did good. Totally. Um, yeah. I'm born and raised in Australia in Newcastle and then it was always like sporty and fit growing up. Like our whole family was, I've got two older brothers and we like grew up close to the beach. And so we're really lucky in that way. Um, and then I went through like really bad depression and anxiety around like 15, 16 ish, um, had a couple of suicide attempts and whatnot, ended up leaving school early, went to university early, decided to move up to Queensland at like, I think I was 17, 18 to go to uni up there. Cause I'd already done a couple of years of uni at Newcastle uni and kind of felt limited by the subject options and then yeah started kind of like finding photos I guess of yoga poses on Instagram but this is like the OG days of Instagram when it was like yeah like people weren't even sure whether they should get it they were yeah. like no nah, nah, it's not gonna be a thing <laughs> the sepia um, photos and like the frames around oh, your photos <laughs> yeah, like the Valencia filters oh, yes. oh, those were the good old days cringe yeah <laughs> can we back there yeah. <laughs> yeah. the um, simple times yeah, so like, that's kind of how I found yoga as well because being sporty growing up and then stopping all that sport to I guess because I was depressed and I just didn't want to do anything mm. um, and then moving as well so stopping all the team sports that I was like a part of um, I just missed moving my body and I really quickly realized how important that was for my holistic health and well-being, and especially my mental health. Mm. And so I was like, okay, I'll just start running in the morning. So I would just like, I lived in Burley at the time. So I would just kind of like run around the Gold Coast and like Burley Heads and whatnot and loved it. I mean, it's a beautiful spot for it. <laughs> you can't be disappointed. And yeah. And then I was like, oh, I, I still miss like stretching my body from like gymnastics and aerobics and things like that. Um, so yeah, I would just like find photos on Instagram of people doing yoga poses and I'd be like, I wonder whether I can do it. And I would like go to the beach. I was studying photojournalism at uni at the time. And I'd like set up my tripod and my DSLR. And I would like set the timer 10 seconds to run across, like get upside <laughs> down and like run back and be like, sand everywhere. Like, did I get it? <laughs> did I get it? Meanwhile, people looking at me like, what the hell is this chick doing? <laughs> no one did that back then. Like that was really weird. Now it's like everyone walks around and takes photos of themselves and stuff, especially with like the TikTok generation. But yeah, yeah, I can imagine why people always gave me really sus looks. Totally. Um, yeah. So then some I could do, some I couldn't, the poses. And the ones that I couldn't do, I would just like keep trying until I could. And then that's kind of how like yoga found me, I guess, like in a time when I really needed it. Mm. And then from there, I kind of got asked to teach retreats and stuff. And I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. That is like the worst idea I've ever heard to put me in charge of someone else's body. Cause I don't even know, like I hadn't even been to a yoga class, like a studio mm. and like put all the postures together. I would just like try individual poses and be like, crushed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. And then in retrospect now, I look at those photos and I'm like, oh, that's terrible alignment, SJ. Like, what were you doing? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, nowadays, or I guess social media kind of invited the opportunity for a lot more travel. And so I started doing the whole like influencer thing in like the OG days. And then that's kind of just ended up where we are here today. Yeah, wow. I was saying to Amelia just before my first introduction of you was through the Kayla It Signs app. 
Um, yeah. back when I was like 21 and I downloaded the app and I was so obsessed with all the workouts. And I just remember seeing your face pop up and I was like, oh, she looks nice. And then, oh yeah, all these years later, like just seeing where you've, where you've gone, it's so cool. Just, you know, seeing the progression there and that felt so long ago, but, um, mm. yeah, that was my first little intro, intro into your life. Likewise with everyone though. Like if you look at where you were at that stage in your life as still in comparison where you are now, like how cool, Yeah, but you can just like go wow, I got to go on that journey and I forgot that I was there for it, even though it was my journey. Yeah. yeah. What was it like, like having that opportunity on such a, like a global scale? I think at that time it was kind of a little bit overwhelming because there was so much opportunities like coming at me, being thrown at me, mm. just like that was kind of the liftoff or within the first kind of movement or phase, I guess, of the Instagram revolution, if you want to call it that, yeah. um, like social media to being what it is today. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was, it was kind of just, and I was like a lot younger as well. So it was kind of just a, just a whole whirlwind in retrospect. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. I can't even remember to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you have been on socials for such a long time. I, I remember the same, like I would see your poses back in, I don't know. I don't even know 2012 or whatever it was like when I was finishing yeah. high school. It's so crazy. How have you, how have you kind of evolved? Do you think socials is like still such a big part of your life? I think it is, but I could be projecting. Like I, I assume that I speak for a lot of people who were in that first phase of influencers. Sorry, we've got a, a barley storm about to happen oh, here. Oh, I wonder what that Love. was. Tropical. Beautiful, tropical storms. <laughs> It's hard to like, yeah, I, I get like, we didn't know what we were doing, anyone. Mm. It's kind of like it happened to us. And so we always got a lot of questions being like, how do I do what you do? How do I grow my following? Like, how do I keep up with that side of things? And none of us even knew what we were doing. That was mm. just, yeah, like it's just flipped so much. Yeah. It's still a big part of my life today, but I feel like I had to go through a big transition in regards to like the way that I approached it or like finding a, a healthy balance mm. with it so that it didn't fully consume me. And so, yeah, I feel like I, I've implemented strategies, I guess, or tools for making sure that I stay on top of it because I know from personal experience how quickly it can become like obsessive or compulsive as well as, yeah, like really negatively play into your own mental health mm. and self-worth. Mm. 100% especially when it's like so intertwined in your livelihood like I imagine you take on sponsorships and you've got your products and stuff like that so it is so hard it's like it's my job but then also it's like a creative outlet and like all this other stuff did you was there something particular that um and I know so many people ask this but like was there like viral pages that shared your photos and stuff like how did you grow on socials back then Initially, I was on a private page and then it was, and I also had a Tumblr at that time, like back oh in the my God. OG days of Tumblr. Classic. <laughs> and I was kind of, yeah, <laughs> it was kind of like a advice Tumblr. Um, I, I didn't intend for it to be that way. I think just my mum is actually a psychologist and I think I really resonated with the way or like seeing the way that she helped people and then just from like being around her so much, like growing up with her and having learned subconsciously those, like some of the tools and stuff like that, mm -hmm. I was able to really easily look at other people's problems and 
listen if they just needed to like have someone listen or, or to offer advice. So I've kind of always been like the helpful friend, you know, everyone has that friend that they like go to when they've got issues. And then the rest of the time, like it doesn't even matter whether we stay in contact or not. Yeah. It's like, that's what our relationship is. And I'm so stoked to be there for them in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but I also had no idea what I was doing. So it wasn't like, here's what you should do. It was just like, I don't know, but like, this might help. I'm yeah. just going to throw it out there. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that was the Tumblr world. Um, what was the question? My ADHD brain just <laughs> How did you grow on socials? Like was there a viral page oh, yeah. that shared you? Or <laughs> that's, that's where it started. And then, yeah, I took it off private. I don't even know why. I, I can't remember the like, yeah, the reason. But it pretty much like instantly took off. So do you remember when Instagram had like the popular page rather than the explore page? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know whether a lot of people know this, but the popular page was the same for everyone. So now the algorithm like shows you what it thinks that you would like based on people you follow and things that you interact with and whatnot. But back then it was like if you're on the the popular page, it was on everyone's popular page. And so they would get like picked up and the algorithms changed all the time back then. So we were told no one ever actually knew. Mm. It was kind of like a game. It was like a gambling game. (laughs) It was like playing ping, like the pinball machine or something like that. Like I flick this, it hits here and it bounces here and you go, oh, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Um, so it would, yeah, it was a bit like that. And like things would instantly, I think the formula at the time was like traction quickly. So if it received like X amount of percentage of likes within a certain amount of time, like a minute of posting or whatever, it would kind of come up with like a notification, like your post has hit the popular page. Oh, and wow. then it would stay on there for a couple of hours. And then, so it used to be really addictive in regards to wanting to provide more content for like to be able to grow because you could get like I would get like 10 15,000 followers a day sometimes back then wow and that's yeah and so it was it was really a game it was like I do this this does this and that equals this yeah and then it was just like every day a, a vicious cycle wouldn't it, cool, it nice? wouldn't it be nice wouldn't it be nice if part. um if the algorithm was that simple now take me back (laughs) take me back to the simple days of insta now i'm like fucking i need to get this real (laughs) and now i have to reply straight away and like tag in the comments and oh there's so many rules i don't all the hashtags oh my god yeah there's so many rules and when it comes down to it like when you actually sit back Mm -hmm. and take like the yeah like take it all in from like an outsider perspective you're like none of it even matters i know If something's going to reach someone, it's going to reach, like it's going to reach who it needs, who needs it. Mm. And like, if it reaches, if you get followers who like aren't wanting what you're sharing, you don't necessarily want those followers anyway, because they're not going to be engaging with your stuff. And that's not the intention behind it. Right. Yeah. It's like, well, I assume either a creative outlet or it's like, especially having a podcast, it's what can we bring of education and value to the followers, regardless of how many there are. Yeah. yeah. If you help one, just one person, it's like my job's done. Mm-hmm. Mm. And like, obviously there's got to be some strategy involved, but you made a really good point before about um, how it just naturally happened. Like when people ask you, you didn't really know how to respond. And I find like a lot of the people who do well, they d- it, people just fall in love with their personality or they, they fall in love with something that only you have. Like it's nothing that anyone can teach you. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so, yeah, it's it's interesting because that is the secret that they're all looking for. And some people have it and some people don't. It's just the way it is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And also a lot of people might not have even got that far in like dissecting the issue that it's like, all I know is that I want to have X amount of followers yeah. and that will help me feel fulfilled. Yeah. But in reality, it's got nothing to do with that. Yeah. But in, yeah. in their like limited awareness at that time, like yeah. having more followers will make them feel more fulfilled and put them in the position that they assume the influence is in of having their shit together, knowing what they're doing, yeah. having like steady income and stuff. And it's like, no, if you're an influencer, prepare for unsteady income. <laughs> like, <laughs> you got to take opportunities as they come, especially like growing or building. Yeah. And, and then on the opposite end of that spectrum, when you start to get management and stuff like that, they tell you not to take opportunities and to be really selective mm. so that it doesn't diminish the quality. Yeah. So yeah, like quality over quantity. So like it doesn't devalue you as an influencer for brands. Mm. Like if you're just giving out freebies all the time kind of thing, they're mm-hmm. like, why would a brand want to pay you if you're just offering things for free? And I was yeah. like, oh, <laughs> I had the opposite approach. I was like, I just want to work with everyone and make everyone feel happy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and even I guess from like a consumer point of view, um, like if you're promoting every single brand under the sun, people disconnect yeah. because it's just like, oh, she's trying to sell something again. Not that you like yeah. have done this, but I just know yeah, from no, experience. No, no. Yeah. It's like that fine yeah. line. It's yeah. it's tricky. And also knowing what's in alignment with your values and whether like that was something that I'd always done. He's like, I from the get go, like originally back in 2012 or whatever it was, those like skinny tees were like huge oh. and all the influencers were on like promoting the skinny tees. Yes. And I was like, no, like I'm making, I'm putting my head, my head, my fist down. I'm not ever doing anything like that. And I, yeah, it was kind of like if I was to promote something, ooh, lightning, I was going to either genuinely use it first and like try it out and see whether it's something that I enjoyed or like, yeah. Know that it aligns, knows that it aligns with your brand. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and you can so see through someone when they aren't actually into what they're promoting. Like even if it's something they haven't tried before, but they can tell it's their vibe. Like, Mm. you know, I know we only take on things like in sponsorships that we genuinely would use and or have used Mm. and love. Um, So, you know, yeah, it's that kind of vibe. Yeah. The authenticity is so important. Mm. Getting back on track. (laughs) (laughs) We love it. We love a tangent. I love it. We love a tangent. Let's talk about yoga a little bit. So you mentioned like it came to you at a time that you really needed it. And I guess like for someone who is maybe looking to get into yoga, where would you suggest they start? Because I know for me, like when I look at yoga, I'm like, oh my goodness, that is so overwhelming. Like I can't do any of those poses. So yeah. How would you suggest starting? I would say literally just start. So check in with yourself and see what feels good, whether going to a studio feels better because like it is out of your comfort zone, but you know that that's what you need in order to like fully dive into something or like belly flop at it. As I say, I'm like, just, yeah, instead of balls deep, I'm just like, yeah, belly flop. Like, let's just go. (laughs) I'm all in. Or like a a YouTube class at home, if that's a little bit overwhelming or confronting for you. You don't want to feel like you look silly when in reality, no one else there is looking at you. I Mm. promise you, like everyone is thinking that about themselves. They're Mm. like, I think I look funny. I don't know whether I'm doing this right. The teacher came over to help me. That meant I'm doing it wrong rather than like the teacher just wanted to like give you some guidance or like help you move deeper into a posture kind of thing. Yeah. and it's, that's part of yoga is like the mind games and all of those little stories that you tell yourself. 
and it's a, a tool to overcome them and to move your body in every which direction so that you can feel clarity and peace within your mind in order to be able to sit in stillness or meditation for longer periods of time. Mm-hmm. So that's like initially what yoga, like the Western modern society kind of thinks yoga is, mm-hmm. which is just like the movements on your mat. Mm-hmm. But really like, traditionally those were just done so that you could like sit in meditation for like the rest of the day. <laughs> oh, wow. I actually didn't know that. That's so yeah, interesting. Cool. When you want to get into teaching yoga, and yeah. by the way, like a yoga teacher training is something that I would recommend to everybody and not just like, I don't care whether you want to teach or not. You just learn so much about yourself and about the philosophy of yoga. And it's so beautiful and like community based because you're, especially if you're in an intensive, like you're in one spot for like a month at a time with like 30 other people, Mm. you really do become like a close knit family. And it's so freaking cool. I love it. Like (laughs) they're my favorite spaces to be in and just learning in general. My brain's like, yes, like I'm stimulated constantly. I love this. (laughs) It's like a playground for an adult. Um, and, and around something that you're interested in, like yoga, but finding what school to go to is overwhelming as hell. Like you just type in yoga teacher training on Google and there's like 50 bajillion different <laughs> options. And you're like, I'm out. Like I'm more, I already don't know what to do. And so my suggestion to anyone who's in that position would be to try a bunch of different classes at different studios or online with different teachers. So you're not only trying different teachers, but also different styles as well, because there's so many different little like facets and limbs of yoga and different styles that like Ashtanga for me, I feel bullied when I do it because it's so intense. Like it's just a different way to approach being in flow, Mm -hmm. like psychological flow. And whereas to me, it's like the creative fluidity side of like, listen to your body, do what feels good in the moment of vinyasa that feels so good for me and bhakti yoga, which is the yoga of celebration and devotion. So like a lot of dancing and just like, hells yes, like feeling into the moment and just like expressing yourself playfully and joyfully, like those parts of yoga really attract me. Whereas I feel really intimidated by like Ashtanga and I find it really hard to do yin, let's say, which Mm. is like a a slow, you kind of only do a couple of postures throughout an hour class. Mm -hmm. Then normally on the ground, you use a whole bunch of cushions and bolsters and props and blankets and you hold each one for a a long period of time, like five-ish minutes, let's say. And you try not to move. So like you, you feel into the resistance. You're like, okay, this is the pose. And then you're like, all right, I'm uncomfortable. I've got pins and needles now. I want to move. Mm. <laughs> but it's, it's the mind. Yeah. It's the mind yoga. Yeah. They're all mind yoga. Yeah. yeah. So I would just say, try different studios, talk to different teachers and get like, ask them where they did their teacher trainings at, what they recommend or like following along and seeing where some of your favorite teachers maybe online Mm -hmm. did or like whether they're hosting teacher trainings and things like that how often do you go to a day spa oh maybe once a year if I'm lucky yeah I'm the same I feel like I'm always making excuses why I shouldn't nurture myself we know that research continues to show how stress is at the core of most health issues and yet it's almost like being exhausted and busy is a millennial badge of honor Bills, you recently introduced me to Retreat Yourself, who are glamorizing the path to self-care, a sensory retreat experience wrapped in a box and delivered to your door every three months. Now, before you think you're getting a pathetic bunch of samples, like most wellness boxes, Retreat Yourself 
shelf is overflowing with $200 worth of full-size natural products from Australian and New Zealand brands. Complete with a 36-page retreat guide full of yoga, meditation and journaling exercises. The value for money and love they pour into each box is truly out of this world. Choose a one-time box or make it a seasonal subscription. And with Christmas around the corner, why not treat someone you love? Use the code SOMEWOULDSAY20 for 20% off seasonal or single boxes. Where did you train? Do you like to say like where you got your training at? Yeah, I love it. So <laughs> I did. <laughs> Thank you for the question. I love how <laughs> smiley. Um... I love how smiley you are. I'm just like, huh? I can't help but smile <laughs> when I'm around you. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Infectious. Oh, sorry. That's a good thing. No, it's yeah. a great thing. There's, um, yeah. So to do to become a teacher, uh, that's the other thing. Like you actually don't even need to be certified to teach yoga. Oh, wow. You just need wow. to, yeah. I know, right? It's it's kind of like there's certain schools or like organizations, so like the Yoga Alliance, let's say, that have kind of like monopolized the entirety of the yoga industry mm. as I guess like a, a status or like a, 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 like a base level, it, like a starting mark. Yeah, yeah baseline. For like the stand, the standard mm. of what's like making sure that everything's included in the curriculum. Mm-hmm. Let's say, so you need your two hundred hours if you want to be um, like insured to teach at studios, and a studio would be silly to hire you if you weren't insured and therefore qualified. Mm-hmm. So it's like you can technically, but you should be you should be trained. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so looking for a school that is Yoga Alliance certified, probably, not necessarily, but that's that like tends to be a big thing that like you should look for. Um, and my brain's done it again. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you train? ADHD. Like, you have no idea. My brain just goes on so many tangents. That's okay. My is um, exactly the same. I'm constantly like, babe, let's bring back it back. <laughs> Pull back in. <laughs> what was I answering though? There was a second part to it. Um, well, the question was, where did you train? <laughs> <laughs> that was the initial question. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so sorry. No, that's so okay. My initial training is 200 hours and then you can do your 300 hours on top of that as well. So I've done both, which is what gives you the 500 hours. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so my initial 200 was in Byron at the Byron Bay Yoga Center, which is really cool. It's like you stay on site, you eat off the land there as well. Like they got all these farms and stuff like that. There's a whole bunch of karma yogis, which means that they stay there and help out in exchange for being able to stay there, like a whole bunch of tourists and backpackers and things like that. So people from all around the world, like yoga teachers as well. It's really cool. Wow. Uh, They got like compost toilets. It's it's a fun vibe. Love. Uh, So that's Perna Yoga. And then for the three years after, I had to keep doing continuing education if you want to like remain a part of the Yoga Alliance and like you pay to be a part of it. And so it all kind of seems counterintuitive, (laughs) but I did it anyway. So I did a prenatal yoga teacher training in Uganda, which was life-changing. Like that was out of this world, one of the best experiences ever. Um, I co-taught on a 200-hour training in Nicaragua. And then I also did, I can't even remember it now, but I did another 50-hour one. Yeah, wow. And then, yeah, then I did a 300-hour in Bali 
with Yoga East West, which is such a cool yoga school. And I would highly recommend that to anyone who's thinking about doing one. And like, that's the, both of those are my recommendations, especially yeah, East West in Bali with Deep. Like Deep is just, he's incredible. So it's blending yoga teachers from the East and the West. So from like India and like Western societies, right? Mm. And so you get the blend of like what we think yoga is mixed with the really in-depth philosophy from like Vijet was our yoga teacher and our, our philosophy teacher. And I just, I wish I could have squeezed his brain. Like oh. he knows everything. And I was like, just teach me everything you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Deep, he's just like, yeah. I think he's probably one of the first people who recognized my ADHD playfulness, like childlike nature. And I guess showed me or reminded me that that was a good thing rather than me trying to blend into society mm-hmm. in ways that I thought I was supposed to, that mm-hmm. just never resonated with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I oh. love those, those people you meet that just remind you it's okay. And like encourage you to be your true self. Hey, mm. That's yeah. like the balance between us. I'm very like <laughs> systems. I'm like, okay, we're having a planning day. And Lara's like, do, do, do. Yeah. <laughs> but I love it because if we were both the same, it would just be like Mah, so serious. But it's like I like that playful side. Yeah. Literally like a week ago or so, we had a planning day for the podcast where we kind of mapped out how we want the next few years to go. And so Amelia's got her spreadsheets out. She's like, right, this is the schedule for the day. And I'm just like, when are we going to the pub? When are we going out for like, when are we just, and then like just answering like jokes to the questions she was asking. She's like, Lara, focus. But then we're like, yeah, we wouldn't work the same. If no, that wasn't it makes it fun. Mm. I love yeah. it. And mm. it, it, it plays off each other well, right? Like yeah. you can bounce back a lot. It makes the banter better as well. It does. Like that's yeah. my partner. Like he's, he's the grounded, like solid, systematic, analytical brain. And yeah. I'm like, the do-do-do-do-do. Yeah. Yes. Oh, so good. Speaking of your partner, shifting gears a bit, we love seeing your relationship with Sky, um, particularly how loving and open you are. Um, have you always been a very affectionate person or what's the story there? I've definitely always been an affectionate person. That's my love language through and through. Um, a lot of people might like a lot of people assume that his name's Sky, but his actual birth name is Sky Bear. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like people think that he changed his own name or whatever. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. Like he's, he but he's got a really beautiful birth story and it's something that like I will let him share, but pretty much he was, yeah, like it just made sense. He didn't have a name for the first like couple of weeks or months of his life. I think it was like two months. And then his mum was like holding him one day, like talking to him and his dad wanted to call him Sky. And his mum was like, I don't know, it doesn't really seem right. Um, and looked down at him one day and for whatever reason said Sky Bear, like the constellation. And he just like oh. opened up his eyes for the first time and like looked at her and she was like, is that your name? Sky bear. And he just like was looking at her as if like, oh. yeah, like I'm here. Hello. So, and so she like quickly like passed him off and was like, I'm going to go get his birth certificate. <laughs> oh, that's oh, so nice. Wow. Oh, sorry. I, I had no idea. I just assumed that bear may have been his middle name or last name or something like that. Oh, he gets it all the time. Yeah. But I just like, I just call him bear. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. That's so nice. Um, um, well, but yes, affection has always been 
<laughs> a big part of me mm. and your love and language. It, it really, <laughs> yeah. And it feels really good when your partner also has the same love language or at least like understands and respects yours. Yeah. hundred mm. percent. Yeah. yeah. I can relate to that. I'm a hugely affectionate person and I'm always just like, as long as I'm touching my partner, like it doesn't matter if it's just like an elbow or something, I just need to be near you and like, have your warm skin <laughs> on mine. Like, yeah. yeah. Especially falling asleep, like at night in Bali, it is like that. It's like, okay, opposite ends of the bed, but like, just give me your finger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Mitch, Mitch is the affectionate one in your relationship, oh. isn't he? Yes and no. But like when we're going to bed, I'll be like, I just want to touch your back. And he's like, get off me. <laughs> like, trying to go to sleep. <laughs> we guys are like that. They're like so sensitive to heat. Yes. Yeah. Blame us as women. They're like, all oh, girls are like, you're always so cold. So like, yeah. who can sleep without an aircon on? I'm like, everyone. everyone I know. Yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah. Will, my boyfriend, literally refers to them as like, we're in cuddle season or we're not. Like, <laughs> Like he's like, we're coming out of cuddle season and it's becoming, I'm like, really, do we have to name it that? Like if it's the, if the temperature's right, why do we just cuddle? He's like, no, we're coming out of cuddle season. <laughs> That's so funny. Classic. I oh. thought shorter term when you said that. I thought you meant like based on your, on your moon cycle, like on your menstrual oh. cycle. <laughs> we're in cuddle season and now she's going into wild woman phase. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> you're not wrong. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Oh, that's the best. Um, could you run us through a typical day in your life? I'm so curious. I feel like your Instagram photos make you look like you're doing yoga and sipping smoothies all day long. I love it. <laughs> Definitely not all day all day long. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's actually something that I, I don't know, like I, I feel a lot of conflict around within myself because of the, like that feedback and like what assume – what people assume I do all day, I guess, versus what I actually do all day and what I want to be doing all day. Mm. So like even my brother used to give me a lot of shit. He was like, all you do all day is like go to the beach and sit in the sunshine and do <laughs> yoga. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, <laughs> like, duh. What, what, like I can, why would I not want to be doing that? Yeah. Um, and then it started to kind of really like, yeah, play into my sense of, value and what value I can bring and am bringing to this world. And then I think especially being an influencer and having all these opportunities thrown at me all the time, it feels, it's hard not to like, yeah, become really impressioned by what other people would be doing if they were in your position mm. and what I could be doing and should be doing. Yeah. Like the, there's like a triangle of like, I don't know where the fuck to go and what to do. Mm. So I have, a, I get, I'm, I'm a morning routine person though. I get all excited about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love priming myself for the day. I go to bed at like nine every night, pretty much. I'm an old grandma and Bear goes to bed like two hours later. He like comes and snuggles in and then I wake up like two hours before him. So I like to wake up at sunrise or a little bit before sunrise, depending on where I am in the world. Yeah. And then I have some like non-negotiables in the morning. So that's like, especially over the past month, I've made it a mission of mine to meditate, read or listen to an audiobook, or, but preferably physically read. And I like to like use it as study, like underline things. I like draw arrows, like each page is like scribbled <laughs> and it makes sense to me. 
Um, and then to move my body as well. And so moving my body's always kind of been something that I do intuitively anyway, but, and meditation as well. But I think traveling, it's when you're not in like your set space, it's mm. really hard, to, really easy to fall out of those patterns and those routines. Mm. So the past month I was like, okay, I'm going to wake up and just like do those things every morning before I do anything else. And finding the uh, like capacity, I guess, or the willingness to say no to anything else at that time and to like schedule it in to like my calendar and stuff and to tell people that I'm not available for those hours mm. feels really good and it helps me feel like I'm more productive and in alignment in the rest of my day. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah 100%. I can relate to that very much. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say I'm exactly the same. I've gone through a little bit of conflict. I um, left my full-time job over a year ago and I had this like weird complex around that I had to start at like 9 a.m. Like if (laughs) I was to work, like it had to be at 9 a.m. because that's what everyone else does. (laughs) And I was like, fuck this. Like I want to start at 10 a.m. Like I like having a flowy morning. I like doing all the things. And it's almost like I treat myself every single day because I start at 10. It's like this weird, like I've like tricked myself a little bit. And you know, those mornings. I know. Yeah. It's like, I'm so (laughs) naughty, but then I don't know. It just has worked so well for me. Like not following the prescribed routine that everyone Mm. sort of says that you need to do to be successful is just like so freeing to Mm. me. Mm. Can I flip the script? What was like some of the biggest challenges in overcoming that? Probably. Or was it pretty easy? No. Like, did you just need to get out of the own way? Yeah, I think it was, honestly, for me, I think it was a lot of like trial and error. Like I just had to try different things and like see what stuck with me. Because once I fall into something and it feels good, like I'll do it again and again. Mm -hmm. But if it doesn't feel right, like I'll often procrastinate or like do this, do that. So it was just a matter of like just trying different things and different ways of, yeah, figuring out a routine. Yeah. Have Have you ever heard of the chronotypes? Yeah, I have, but I don't know exactly. Yeah, I haven't. There's there's four chronotypes and it's got to do with like, I guess, your productivity throughout the day. Mm -hmm. And so there's like the lion, the bear, the wolf and the dolphin. I'm pretty sure they are. And so it's even got to do with like what time you wake up at, what hours of the day you're most productive in and are best to like get the harder objectives like out of the way the task done Mm. and then versus like when you should be resting what time you go to bed at all those kind of things so it's kind of your energy levels throughout the day as well as your sleep schedule wow that makes so much sense because my window is between like 7 a.m and 11 a.m and after that i'm clocking off fellas like see you later (laughs) my brain is like i'm out goodbye (laughs) you will get no more from me (laughs) yeah exactly but learning like the awareness around it and kind of like i'm pretty sure there's just free you know what quizzes tests yeah like answer three questions kind of thing yeah and it gives you an an outline of what you are but then doing the more research and understanding exactly what each one is and how you as one of those specifically can like yeah cater your life to a certain extent like whether or not you work a nine to five or not but even more than that like being a woman Mm. and bringing into that like that we're not in 28 hour 24 hour cycles Mm. that we're in like 28 to 37 day cycles and so it's yeah, like working for yourself, mm. I can imagine would feel 
conflicting because it feels so much better and or so much worse until you've created those like structures that work for you. Mm, yes, a hundred percent. I've actually heard heaps of people talk about this before um, that our like society is built on like male, um, the male hormones, you know, it's like you wake up, you do the things da, 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 and it's like, we actually have an episode yeah, on the I was seasons, say, we've got an seasons episode. of your menstrual cycle and all of that. Yeah. yeah. I find it really interesting. But it is interesting that it's all so linked and like interconnected. Yeah. And yeah. what are you, a dolphin or a bear or a lion? Or <laughs> what are you? I'm a lion. Love it. I like waking up early and I'm like you, like I need to get my shit done in the morning because yeah. by the time it gets to the evening, I'm just like, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm the same with what you said before. Like if, and if I want any chance of being out past 7 p.m., like I need to have about eight coffees. Like yeah. <laughs> there's no way I, I'm staying out. Yeah. Eight coffees. No, that's <laughs> <laughs> exaggerating, exaggerating. But but like I need, I can't just. You need to like mentally some, prepare yourself. You know, those people that can just go and go. I'm just, I don't understand how those people work. Like mm. I need stimulants. Are you a party person though? Like, are you wanting to be out at night often or in are you required to be out at night often? In my heart, I'd love to be, but my body <laughs> does my not soul. allow it. No, yeah, like it's like what I want in my brain <laughs> and what I want in my, in my what my body allows are very two different things. So, and I've always been that way. Like it didn't matter that I was – I think obviously I went through more of a party stage at like 18. I could, I could yeah. last a bit longer, but it didn't last very long. I think I had a six-month stage and then from about 19 I was like, no, nah, I'm in bed. Goodbye. Yeah. And also they, they say two, uh, an hour of sleep before midnight is equivalent to two hours sleep after midnight. Mm-hmm. So like if you go to bed at midnight and then wake up at eight, you're still getting eight hours sleep, but you feel groggy as hell, right? But <laughs> yeah. if you go to bed at like nine and then wake up at five or whatever the difference is of eight hours, yeah. terrible math, don't count me on that. <laughs> I don't even know if that's right, but you feel so much better. Yeah. And so maybe that's got a part to do with it too. Yeah. I have heard that as well. I reckon it's so it, when I think about myself, even like if it's not a party aspect and I just happen to go to bed like around midnight. And then even if you do sleep in until eight, you just feel so like lethargic and yeah, out of sorts. Yeah. Yeah. Sunrise is magic time. Everyone's, I reckon everyone's got to get out of bed and like go try to sunrise every morning if they can. But I know that that's not attainable or sustainable for majority of people. They're like, no, like you go enjoy your sunrise. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Oh, well, um, look, we know that you put out a book, you will rise. It's a poetry and photography book that was back in 2020. Was it? Yeah. During, (laughs) during COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Well go and check that out. It's on Sienna's website, but Apart from that, like, do you have anything coming up that people listening should be aware of? Are there any goals in the pipeline? Currently doing what you guys said that you just recently did for the podcast, like going through and figuring out like future plans and stuff for it. Um, Yeah, Bear is a breathwork and like, well, breathwork facilitator and kind of like a life coach as well. And so he's really good at creating all those like systems and fun interactive ways for you to like, or creative ways for you to figure things like that out. Mm -hmm. So we just did like a two day mastermind over the weekend where like phones away for the whole time. And we were just doing like, yeah, like breath work, yoga movement, playfulness, and like kid games. 
as a way to just like open up your mind and imagination and then bringing in like a lot of creative writing and yeah, like looking at your ikigai and your values and things like that. Um, because I've been feeling really lost lately mm-hmm. in regards to what I want to be doing with my life because I, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. So there's nothing yet in the pipeline, but that hopefully will be soon. <laughs> I'm inspired to change. No, that's good. That's, <laughs> the, that's where it starts. Remaining hey. curious, we, we say, is, is the trick. Just be open and be curious to life. And as you said before, like saying yes, taking on opportunities just because you can, yeah. like that's where you begin. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And we, then, do, we have a couple of retreats coming up. If okay. anyone wants to join those or learn more about those, we have one in Bali in under two weeks, just over a week now, um, October 12th to 15th. If you're a last minute booker, <laughs> why not? Or, oh. or, um, or we're doing one in Peru, November 12th until 17th. Oh my, oh gosh. my God, that would be incredible. Let me just clear my entire schedule yeah. and uh, book a flight immediately. That sounds amazing. <laughs> so cool. I'm so excited. It's in a place called Sacred Valley and it just looks like the most majestical place in the entire universe. I'm like, holy dooly, get me there now. How oh, good. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm sure you're going to have the best time. Um, and to wrap up our chat, we wanted to end with some fun. We love playing a game called Would You Rather with our guests. And so we've prepared. Yeah, <laughs> yay. We've prepared um, four unknown questions. So we'll Ooh. just get straight into it. It's serious. I'm intrigued. All right. Question one. Would you rather have to wear the same bikini for the rest of your life? Or have to drink the same smoothie every day for the rest of your life. Those both seem pretty good to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you have to pick one. (laughs) You can only pick one. Can I pick what type of smoothie or what type of bikini it is? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, then I'd rather wear the same bikini. Okay. Okay. Interesting. There you go. Yeah, that's fair. Takes out decision fatigue anyway. You know? Exactly. And, and it's going to be skimpy as hell. It's going to, yeah, good tan lines all the way. <laughs> Love. <laughs> Love it. She's got it sorted. Love it. <laughs> okay. Second one. Would you rather never go to the beach again or never be able to do yoga again? Oh, guys. <laughs> never be able to go to the beach. I, oh. need, I need yoga. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Fair enough. You know, she knows what she needs. She knows. At least there's like rainforests. Yeah, there's waterfalls. Yeah, yeah. You know, nature in different yeah. ways. Can go do a, a bush down with dog. <laughs> <laughs> down with dog in the bush. Ah, that's yeah. so good. I have a bush dog. It's a bush dog. <laughs> okay, question three. Would you rather eat a stringy avo or a super mushy brown banana? Super mushy brown banana. Really? Sweet oh, avocado is the worst. So oh. isn't that your answer? Yeah, I think. They're like, they're like that in Bali. They're like so watery and I like oh. keep, I, I, can't, oh. I can't learn. I still order the avocado toast and stuff and every time I'm like, oh, damn. Oh, I know. <laughs> and then, yes, and they're so not flavorful at all. It's just, oh, there's nothing yeah. worse than a stringy avo. I say it every single time. Yeah. Okay. And the last question, would you rather give up physical touch or give up Instagram? 
Instagram. <laughs> You're like, without a, a doubt. Yeah, that was a pretty easy question. <laughs> oh. like there's other creative outlets and other ways to connect with people, including yep. physical touch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so true. The big one. Oh, well, thank you so much for chatting with us, Sienna. And where can we find you? Where can our guests check you out? Uh, Instagram, YouTube. I am on TikTok as well, even though I'm, you know, old in comparison to the 16-year-olds on there. But my my neighbours got me onto it. My neighbours' kids, they're so cool. And I was like, I want to be cool. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That's like me. Yeah, it is fun. Hey, I love that it's so, um, yeah. you can just post the ugliest stuff on there and it like doesn't matter. Whereas Instagram's so like pretty. Yeah, it's it's a lot more relatable, I find, for that reason. Like I, if I don't often scroll, but if I'm in a scroll, I'm I'm on TikTok scrolling. Like yes. I, I don't even mean to. I just, it's like a vortex. I know. It's, so, yeah, it's, it's more fun rather than like curated pictures and like wearing dresses in certain places and things like that. I'm yeah. Like, I remember. I like that, but life's not like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Totally. I remember back when it was kind of coming up in 2020, I think like my housemates were, were kind of big into it and they would all talk about their TikTok accounts and oh, I just scrolled on TikTok for an hour. And I was like, I couldn't relate at that stage. I was like, there is no way. I think there was a meme that described me so correctly, like at that time. And it was, you, you'll see me on OnlyFans before you see me on TikTok. Or something. Yes. <laughs> I was like, and I'm not, I'm not, for the record, I'm not on OnlyFans, but I'm sure you're all very disappointed. But, um, but no, I was like, no, there's no way like, nah, not doing it. And I felt like I was almost not like above them, but I kind of felt a bit prudish. I was like, oh, like children, you know? And then here I am like, buddy, doing your reels. Doing my reels and on, (laughs) on TikTok. I'm like, here I am like, what a hypocrite. Yeah. But, but a hypocrite who's having fun, so that's, it's okay. That's right. That's exactly. right. Exactly. Exactly. As long as you can laugh at yourself. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's all that counts. If you don't laugh, you cry. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to today's chat. If you loved what we had to say, hit subscribe, leave us a review, and find us on Instagram at some would say podcast. Talk then. <laughs>